The views and opinions expressed on From the Mouths of Madness are that of the panel and not of the Geeks Under the Influence Network or their sponsors, Amazon.com and TeePublic.com. Listeners, beware. Straight from the Mouths of Madness. I am one of the hosts, Lowdown. With me, as always, is... F.U. Hunter. What's up, uh, you woodland bitches? <laughs> you resource-exploiting, earth-hating bitches. I, I, what the <laughs> f- I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to Meth out monster bitches. There you go. <laughs> meth out monsters. Human... <laughs> yep. Human-eating, meth out monsters. God damn. <laughs> um, oh, fuck. Half this movie was like an HBO documentary on meth. God damn. So it's kind of like The Fighter, where like, your brother thinks it's like a comeback documentary, but it's about the hazards of crack, so kids don't do crack. All right. I'm just going to say, man, this town apparently has the worst meth problem known, because it's just like, everybody does meth. I don't know. But Uh, that's what you hear about in the uh, Northwest. That's that's the problem. So so, okay, question. What's dirtier? Watching Dope Sick and seeing an entire town being taken over by opioids yeah or watching this and seeing an entire town being taken over by meth i'm i'm kind of leaning towards meth dude yeah uh, meth's yeah. pretty oh you know what drug i haven't done yeah meth yeah <laughs> and, and and heroin those are there you go <laughs> then you couldn't live in this town apparently it'd be like hey he's a fucking narc no i just don't want to die i just don't want to die God damn, Northwest must be rough, man, because you, you hear about that shit all the time. That's just well, uh, small Northwestern uh, Well, I mean, think towns. about it. It's the birth of grunge. Right. It very depressing. Rains slash snows. Uh, I mean, eh. It's just dreary. You're like, huh, might as well do huh? We're going to make some meth. I mean, let me sparkle those endorphins up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then you go to somewhere like Breaking Bad and... Bright and sunny, fucking you know, New, New Mexico, Mexico, and they're like, "Get your meth." <laughs> so I don't know if it has anything to do with uh, the environment you're in. <laughs> so tonight on the chopping block, we're going to be discussing uh, 2021 antlers. <laughs> oh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna just jump right in. Uh, yeah. yeah, horns first. Yeah, uh, it's directed by Scott Cooper, who. Don't really know what he, I looked up what he's done, but I don't recognize anything he's done. Um, but produced by Guillermo del Toro, which I mean, yeah, fuck. If you don't know who he is, don't listen to this podcast anymore. Uh, so I'm not, del Toro's I'm, I'm done joking. a lot I'm of please, producing. Listen, listen like, to this podcast, please. Yeah, del Toro's done a lot of producing. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like it's like especially did, creature features. Yeah, because he, he. I mean, I think he's kind of he just did Nightmare Alley, I believe. Yeah. But I think a lot of his kind of dipping, like he did Scary Stories, um, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Which so. is a great film. Yeah. You know, that, go back and listen to episode one. Yeah. Scary Stories. Uh, and then also, another producer is David S. Goyer, who, I mean, yeah. fuck, dude. I mean, that. <laughs> so, a couple, of, there's, there's some actors of a note here, at least for me. Uh, Carrie Russell, because I was a big fan of uh, The Americans on FX. Yeah. She was the wife. And then um, Jesse Plemons, who Fargo season three, two, he was in Fargo season two, well, the butcher owner. He was in Breaking Bad. He was. In, I was just uh, saying, we get with Breaking Bad. El Camino, I mean, like, yeah. Like I mean, he's been in tons of shit. I would say it kind of looks like if Matt Damon kind of fell down on his face, or 
<laughs> he looks sort of Wait, like Matt Damon. Are you guys, were you about to say it was Matt Damon with Down syndrome? I was going to say that. He was just Matt Damon like donuts and fell down one time. Like, I don't know. Why would Matt Damon have fell down? His face is a little, a little off. A little off, that's all. <laughs> so, he, but no, yeah, he's in this. And he, he does great uh, in this. Because it, it was it was a different character for him. Yeah. You know, and the most recently thing you've seen him in is his characters between Breaking Bad and El Camino. Yeah. So it's kind of the same. Well, he's in that movie that uh, was nominated for a bunch of Oscars, the dog movie or whatever that's on Netflix with Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, The Way of the Dog? Yeah. It's not the dog movie. It's a ranching horse I'm just movie. saying the one that has the dog in the title, all right? That's all I fucking know. <laughs> I haven't seen that shit yet. I think it's called The Way of the... I haven't watched it either. I think it's called The Way of the Dog. Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, all right. <laughs> you are introduced to a father and a son who are living in this mining town in Oregon, and dad, kids wait in the truck. Dad comes out to the truck, and... I do. Right off the bat, I was looking at what was in the truck and what he brought back out. I'm like, wait the f- wait, wait a fucking minute. Yeah. I thought he was like legit working. He he, he he was really nice to his son. He loved his son. So you know, yeah. it hadn't gotten that bad, right? Like it wasn't that bad. Like where you're just an ass to your son or your kid. Because no, he's you're really loving. He's like, I'll be right back. Be right you know, back, I love yeah, yeah. you. Like, but then when it pans out, you're like, wait a minute. There's a lot of empty canisters. And let's just say. Yeah. Take- Take your kid to work day. This is not the appropriate work to no, take the kid work day no. as, which you find out as he leaves the kid in the truck, goes back into the workplace through a tunnel, and yes. it's a oh, it's a meth lab. Yeah, yeah. so he's making meth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ma- so he basically there's an abandoned mine that they haven't opened back up yet, but they were supposed they were going to soon, where they just did a massive cook. Yeah, and uh, apparently there was a monster down there that uh. I will say the setup is really kind of awesome because you see him walk, leaves the kid in the truck, and he goes into this kind of factory, and then there's the access to the tunnel, and he's going through, and so it's it gets darker and darker and darker, and then there's the meth lab, and you know, and they're cleaning up, and that's when they start to hear noises, noises, and, growling, and, and they're like, yeah. "What the fuck?" And so there's a lot of little tricks I I, I did like. I thought this movie looked amazing. And there's this, that scene where they just pop the flares and, like, they're, like, trying to look down. And you can just see where the light of the flare just kind of fades off. And then there's darkness. Of course, that's where you hear the fucking growling. You're like, yeah, what uh, the fuck? So fuck. it's a good setup to, we're fucked. Yes. And this is also where they set the tone for how they introduce the monster. Because, I'm sorry, if Del Toro is involved in a movie, there's a fucking monster of some sort. Crazy-ass looking monster, too, yeah. yeah. So basically, the first time you see the monster, it's just from the vic. You see the victim's face and claw marks, and that's pretty much. You see the claw come down, yeah, and that's it. And you're like, "What the fuck?" Well, fast forward a couple weeks, and you see another kid who's actually the older brother. So the the kid we, that we saw that we didn't know was the younger brother, Aiden, who is seven, and we fast forward to the older brother, Lucas, who is twelve. Yeah, right, and he's in school. And he's just—I mean, dude—he's man. Just, he looks—he looks fucked up. His man. clothes are gross because he's twelve. And what the fuck does the kid, by about the way, themselves? Looks fucking weird. Did they starve him before yeah. the movie. Like he, I know, don't know, starva- man. You know the the distended st- the, the distended stomach comes yeah. from like starving, like being yeah. hungry. 
But like, the kid looked fucking freaky as it was anyway, too, man. Like, I don't know what it was about that kid. Is this like, is this like the Guillermo del Toro version of like Gummo? Kind of, man. Where he's like eating, you know, Gummo. Where he's yeah. like eating spaghetti in the fucking bathtub, and it's just the most oppressive shit ever. Yeah. That. Oh, yeah. That. There. There you go. Yeah. This is like a Greg uh, Erikai movie, through and through. With the depression state, like, Jesus new generation Christ. fucking, like... Well, yeah, well, I mean, we'll get back to the plot, but... No, God. no, Gummo, I'm sorry, not Greg Arakai, uh, Gummo was Larry Clark. Larry so Clark, kids yeah. and bully kids, yeah. and Gummo, All those, yeah, yeah. yeah very, very uh, depressive uplifting movies. movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is the thing I want to bring up, is that, holy shit, this movie is depressing as fuck, because you have the, this kid... His fucking lifestyle. You get introduced to Carrie Russell's character. She's, she's the kid's she's teacher. A, yeah, she's the teacher. She just then, moved back to... This is her hometown. She just moved back. Yeah. And, and she's living with a brother in their childhood home. But the reason she moved is because <laughs> daddy liked to diddle yeah. with young Carrie Russell. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, just, I, it, and oh, then she oh. ran away and who knows what happened to the brother. Yeah, the brother's like... You don't know what he did to me. And they never tell you. But everybody in this fucking movie so is so just traumatized oh. and fucked up. And everybody talks very monotone the entire movie. Mm. I'm like, I, I, I wanted a birthday scene or something cheery to happen. No. Because goddamn... Every character here is like, meet Carrie Russell, the teacher. Go, okay, cool. She's helping kids. She's kind of cool. And then she goes back to the house. She's like, this is where shit happens. This is why. Yeah. She's and like, you're like, sitting at the piano. And she has severe PTSD. Yeah. About playing the piano as a girl and her dad coming up and grabbing her tits. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. What the fuck? This, this movie is not. All right. For, for start. Okay. <laughs> this movie is not for the faint of heart, just on pure fuckitude. Oh, and then of the film. Uh, along with that, oh. then they mention how half the town is addicted to meth. Yes. So, like, the characters we're not even introduced to, they're meth heads. That's like, the reason, like, the brother became the fucking sheriff of the town. And he was just like, there's not a lot of people, you know, applied for the job. I'm like, these are all fucking meth heads. Yeah. So, the people we don't even meet are meth heads. Meth heads. The people we do meet, depressing as fuck. So, we're already impressed <laughs> to know all the meth heads are out there. And then the meet people we do get to know, the kid, the fa- his family, you know, Carrie Russell, everybody fucking sad as shit. So I will warn you, the first hour of this movie, yeah, it's it's not very uplifting in any no. fucking way. No, there's some really rad fucking there's, scenes. There's some scenes, and totally Oof. it kind of fits, but man, it's an endurance. Because we see the kid, like, he's getting bullied. He's getting, like, literally the shit kicked out of him. And that's it, almost and so, a shit put in him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah, you're right. But he gets his cut off. So let's, let's just say this. Yeah. The, the bully on the, the, our, the on Lucas, later on, he pays the price. Maybe should have been kind of that determined to fuck with Lucas outside of school. All right? Yeah. Right. Yep. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But you, you, you see this kid, you know, he walks home in the mud, like, and, like, he's picking up fucking roadkill. And like snare, a couple snare traps he fought. Like, yeah. And he, uh, he's taking it home and he's throwing it into this locked up door that also has, like, at random times, like a young kid crying to be let out. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he just puts his headphones on. Yeah. I'm like, it's... what the fuck? So you find out that the attack that happened in the tunnel, the buddy that the dad was cooking meth with got killed and eaten, but the dad just got attacked. 
And now he's... And now he is slowly turning into a Wendigo. Yeah. Wendigo, excuse me. Slowly turning into a Wendigo. And you're like, why Why is the younger brother in there with him? That was the first thing I was thinking. Was like, why the fuck I, I, is the younger I thought, brother... I guess because he was affected too, like... But he went in there, you didn't see, you didn't know that he, if he got attacked or not. Yeah. Like, I mean, but, it comes out later in the movie that clearly he, but, but was it because he was left in the house with the dad or is it because he actually got attacked at the time of? I guess, I think he got attacked because you remember he goes in to investigate what happens to his dad. Mm-hmm. Remember and he goes into the, they don't show what happens, but you see he hears screaming. So he gets out of the truck and walks into the factory and you see him walk into total no, yeah, darkness. I saw that. And, but that's the last we saw. That's the last you see. Yeah. So you, you don't actually see so him get attacked. Assume, you have to assume that, I guess... The dad is rational enough to say he's got to be stay, stay with me locked up because he might have also gotten attacked. I guess. Yeah, and so later on, as the film goes on, you find that uh, you know the reason the door is locked like it like with so many fucking locks like it is is because the dad did it before he went compl- started going completely batshit when to go and fucking was losing his hair and fucking growling and eating shit. Yeah, fuck. Oh, he looks like process of almost turning like he's almost a zombie. Yeah, yeah, and like. All the reactions to everybody but the older son when they actually get into that area of the house to the smell. Yeah. Think about it. Dad's literally just been in there. So not only is there like Getting bones fed. and fucking like rotting carcasses. There's nothing he's, but shit and piss. Yeah, he's eating fucking, road he's eating roadkill. Jesus Christ. They're shitty pissing. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's so bad. And the seven year old's in there too. It's just covered. So, so the seven year old's shitting and pissing in there too. Yeah. And he's just like four shades of brown. And he's a, and he's white. Yeah, like it's. But ugh. his brother is still pretty. Has a pretty upbeat attitude for being trapped in a room with his dad. He's just like, "Hey, how's it going?" Like, I was kind of surprised. Like, oh yeah, that's yeah. true. I'm just yeah. saying, his brother. You think he's like fucking kill me, kill Especially me, please. When one of the scenes where he brings the roadkill home, he and he puts it. He like brings food for his dad, and he brings food for his brother. Yeah, he drops the dad's food first, and the dad on all fours like fucking wild animal runs up and just starts growling at him and then eats and pulls it in the back and then he brings real and he sets the real food down for his brother and it's like this is fucked up so but Carrie Russell tries to get involved she follows him back to his house or tries to investigate makes it in the house here's the fucking growling it's like I don't know what the fuck that's all about um and then no, she she wasn't the first to go there though one of the the uh, well, no, um, she, I thought she was, and then she brought it up to the uh, school. Oh, that's right, yeah, counselor yeah, yeah, yeah. or right, whoever, right, right. who right. then is like, okay, because I mean, it looks like there's abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucas, well, it, Lucas's back's all fucked up. When he pulled up. his fucking clothes off after the school fight, yeah, he's got scratches on yeah, his back. Like yeah, yeah. it's in the stomach. He's yeah. clearly emaciated. He's not so. He's she goes to talk to the parent, and that's where she gets in there. And she goes, huh, I hear weird sounds growling. Let me open this door and just go on in because everything will be all right. No. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. She gets fucked up. She gets eaten. <laughs> yeah. But that's where you really get, like, the buildup of, like, just the smell of stuff. Because she, like, goes in the house. She's like, oh. So yeah. apparently, you know, it's the whole house. It's the whole house. But then, like, when she gets to the door leading to the attic, and she goes in that, and, she, and you hear, like, a, <laughs> like, a, like, a, Dry heave, and yeah. I'm like, oh god, that's got to stink. But that is where you really get to see the transformation. And after this scene, you see more and more of it. But like before that, all you saw was like hair covered face, and like you see like a grayish skin now. Like you see some, right? They well, really his heart because they bring up 
his heart is has now been taken over by the uh, Wendigo. Yeah. So. So it's glowing. So and as he after he eats her, it's getting bigger and brighter. Yeah. And then so what I'm saying when you see him actually attack her, and they get they do a solid like non shaky cam, steady fucking focus of her him just biting the shit out of her face. Yep. Like just just her face, and then her fucking neck, and then her <laughs> neck, and then, yeah, and then every, other other parts. But you see his face and how he's not really human. Yeah. Like he was. And then after he's done eating her, then you see him like start to like, oh, these were the bone cracks and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure yeah. you love that. Yeah, but then he opens his mouth. That was the part where the horns course, start. To you come start to see out. the horns coming out, and it's quick. But that that was still fucking cool. Yeah, because you hear him cracking, and you're like, oh, he's transforming. But then he just opens his mouth, and just horns start coming out, and then, psh, and yeah. then we're not gonna show you yet. Yeah. So yeah, but you're right. His like uh, his center started to. Glow orange like a furnace, yeah, almost like because this. So the whole, so the whole thing about the Wendigo is it is a um, American Indian like folklore, specifically around the Algonquin speaking family of tribes. So sometimes, like, so Supernatural delved into the Alg- into this in a couple episodes, right? And they spoke of the Algonquin, but they didn't really state it as the fact that I always thought Algon- Al- Algonquin was a tribe. But doing, but like looking more into it after watching this movie, I realized that the Algonquin is the language that many tribes spoke of okay. certain regions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like at the very beginning of the movie, there's a there's a poem that's recited in Algonquin before they even get. Yeah, to I the, remember. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. And like that's what made me start looking more into it. So that and but it, it is a myth where, <clears throat> and they go into it in the movie where you know a man feeds on a m- feeds on man so much that he turns into a monster. But this movie brings in other aspects of the myth of the Wendigo where... It's kind of a curse. It's a curse on abuse of, you know, natural resources, uh, taking, you know, taking advantage of the earth and man's greed. So that it plays on kind of both because he's eating humans, but the Wendigo was found in a mine shaft in a mining town. Yeah. So, I mean... (laughs) Natural resources, right? I mean, like if you think yeah. about it, like it all tie, it all kind of makes sense for both kind of iterations that I know of of a Wendigo and what and what causes it. So, and that's the whole that was the whole thing about the Cinder thing and the monster was like there's this like rage. Of, kind of... It's like it's like a it's like a revenge for abusing the earth. Yeah, it was like this is this is man. It's a curse. This is man's curse for the wrong that you've done and not thinking twice about abusing a natural resource. That can't replenish itself in time, kind of thing. I did some reading and about the construction of the Wendigo because I thought, like, by the time you get into the film, the Wendigo looks fucking amazing, and there was a lot of apparently a lot of thought that went into the creature development, which of course Del Toro, but uh, Shane Mahan, Mahan, who also was special effects on uh, Shape of Water and Pacific Rim with Del Toro. Okay. So, like, the original creature design was supposed to be like the colors were supposed to be like blue and red and bone and i'm like well, that's not what we got yeah and then so later on through input and then trying different things it basically came to where like they're like the creature came from a mine shaft it's in a mining town disrespect of nature overuse of resources everything you know i just meant you know i mentioned previously about why when to go make sense in this movie in the first place they were like okay so we need we're going to make it look like rusty iron we're going to have give it a smoldering chest with like you know of like rage, 
And then we're gonna like um, the uh, I'd say the character design almost was like if you took Pumpkinhead, but then mm. just the structure of it being because this lumbering. Yeah, because and, it was like. I mean, and, like and then a, just, but change the kind of again the, the 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 horns and and the scene where like it's like holding it has quote quote the human face, but it's not. It's like Leatherface if he was a monster. Yeah, because this is like, like this is like it skin face, flat. He eventually rips it off. Yeah, but when you first when Carrie Russell first sees it, it it shows and it's this hanging human face. That oh, almost like it's wearing a human mask. So like, creepy. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not me. Like, I'm a yeah. human. No, I'm not. It's so creepy. But it's very big lumbering and just like, yeah, I, like I said, kind of pumpkin head in the, in the style of the, the body. Agreed. And then yeah. adding antlers and, and horns to it. So, yeah. And that, and that was, so yeah, they created like a nine foot, nine and a half foot creature with like eight foot arms. Yeah. Like, that's, that was, that was, that was a beast creature. Oh, so, her brother gets fucked up by it. So, so but one of the cool things about the uh, that they came up with the creature design uh, is that Del Toro asked if he could put like a tube in the costume to get steam to come out. Yeah. So it looked like it was like hot and steaming, right? And what Shane thought about was like he took dark coffee and pumped it through there as well. No shit. So hot dark coffee, you get the steam. Yeah. And then he's like, it looked like. You know, then it that gave it black, that motor oil yeah. and black. Like that makes sense. And if you watch the movie, yeah, it's cl- it's clearly wet, like yeah. with just oil of the earth kind of thing. And it was like, man, that's that's some good fucking detail. I, I will say this: the last thirty minutes of this, once oh, yeah, you, once you full on, it's out there. The creature's out there. That's that. It's hard to make it through <laughs> first hour, but the last thirty's got some good kills. Oh, why is it? Why is it hard? Because it's fucking depressing as shit, man. <laughs> yeah. But you, now you do get your crop, like I was saying earlier, that fucking bully mm. decides to follow Lucas back as he's going back home and he's coming through the woods and that bully made a bit of a mistake. And that's the first full body creature reveal, but you see it in a blur in the background. Yep. I'm saying the way they... So I got... I got we, before before we you know we leave this episode the thing that needs to be mentioned is they did the build up creature reveal proper in this fucking movie yeah because you know you see him start to turn in like we talked about with the antlers coming out of his mouth um and then next thing you see him the bully finds him in, in the lucas in the woods and then you see you kind of see horns in like the frame, and then next you know he's like chowing down on the bully, and Lucas he's is fast. running away, and you just see like giant horns and a in a thing in the background, yep. and it keeps building on that. Like you're talking with the brother when they make it back to um, Carrie Russell's character and her brother's family home, um, because they have Lucas, and it's Lucas's dad. So Lucas's dad wants, but he already has the younger kid. He gotta wants keep, the older kid. Yeah, get, get them keep together. Family, yeah, right? you know. There, they, there's a scene where like they end up hiding in the shed, and he fucks that one cop up. He fuck yeah, he stabs the fuck out of him. Yeah, impales him with his fucking horns. Yeah, but then the brother gets in there and he gets knocked across the shed, and the Wendigo and the father, the Wendigo, walks away, and you just see shadows, and you're like, cool, cool, and then no, like he comes around the other side of the shed and yeah. starts bashing the wall like a battering ram like it's, he's a fucking goat. Yeah. And, just, and he gets through that shit, man. And you just right. see like, you just see like, a, like, a, I don't know, 30 seconds of the size of the head with the antlers. Like mm-hmm. you just get these small images 
throughout the entire film until they finally make it to the heart of the mine shaft at the end with Carrie Russell, where you see like the full figure. Yeah. Because they, they, they mention that it's the it's its weakest when it's eating. There's one time it could be killed. So when it's feeding or right after a feed, like immediately after a feed is when it's weakest. And you see that when Carrie's like trying to stab the heart and she misses the first few times, the window goes too weak to like, you, you remember it's like swipes its arm and it's just like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. She becomes badass though. Because she's like freaked. I mean, again, when she really sees it face to face, it's literally the dad's flesh face hanging mm. off this creature and rips it off and this thing almost like Ripley with the, qu- the queen, queen yeah. alien just you see the full size and you're like oh fuck and almost kind of like Ripley she's like fuck that noise I'm protecting the kid here and like she fucking grabs that uh, the pole and stab finally stabs the shit out of him in the heart because they had to be stabbed she, in the heart she stabs him and then yeah and then she grabs the knife and just keep commences and she's not to fucking, fucking around. Stab, 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 stab. Let's get that fucking heart out. She is stabbing like, like she's getting some shit out. Mm-hmm. All that trauma that we built up for that whole fucking first hour, that knife, and then we're gonna go. It's coming out that way. Oh, she's getting oh, that but, shit and out. Then, then. So we we got we got an awesome uh, yeah. monster reveal, awesome oh, yeah. scene. Oh, so oh we got to get back. Let's get back to depression. depression. Let's get back to being depressing <laughs> as fuck because she fucking kills the dad. She rips out the heart. Victory, and then the little brother starts screaming and making fucking growling sounds. And he starts glowing. He starts glowing. Center. And you're like, yeah. all right, well, that's part two. And no, she looks at him and she's like, looks at Lucas. She's like. You know, this is going to be awkward. I just killed your fucking dad, but uh, we just dealt with this shit. We can't have part two, man. And goes around, and she hugs him before she stabs the fuck out of the little brother. <laughs> Back to depressing fucking movie. God damn. <laughs> and, and, which we should have figured when the Wendigo attacked him in the shed, because he bit him. Yeah. That was part of it, the attack. They end up taking in... Uh, Lucas, because uh, Aiden's dead now, the seven-year-old, he's fucking dead. Might as well. I mean, they, taking Lucas. Look, you, 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 you personally killed his whole family. And the brother fucking ass is like, what if he just, you know, fucking goes crazy down the road? And then, because they were having a little, like, family day at the fucking rocks. Yeah. And then they, Carrie Russell, and, uh, his character, and Lucas walk off, and then the brother... Starts spitting up. So the, the the very first signs they like you start like like coughing up like this black oily shit. Yeah, and he looks at his hands and he's got indentions in his hands from being bitten. Which is, guess what? You're marked, motherfucker. And, he's, and, and he coughs up black. Yeah, oily and well, shit. Yeah, you look at he doesn't have like a, t- a black tear. Black tear. Yeah. So he's leaking black like yeah. oily shit. And like really, but yeah. it, but it makes sense because you, you go back end to the, the movie attack. again. Again, depressing as shit that, like, yeah. almost like she killed, you know, Lucas's family and now her brother, the only real family she has, he, he's going to get turned. So yeah. if they were making yeah. a sequel, we're she's got to kill her fucking brother. That's how we're doing it, yeah. apparently. That's how this, and, like, but, it, but like, that scene made sense because if you're paying, like I said, I mean, if you pay attention to the attack, he he gets bit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um. So it makes, it, it makes all the sense in the world. But, like, I got to say for this film, the creature... The slow build, that slow smoldering burn of the creature reveal throughout this film is like just really what I think sells the film. Yeah. Like, and and, and, the, and the slow build in different stages, right? Like, you know what attacked him was a full-blood 
Wendigo. But all yeah. you saw was the claws. And then you see the dad build up, and then you see how the then you see like when he turns into the full creature, how they reveal it to where you finally see the full creature. There's so many different stages in the transformation that they do so I think I think so well. Yeah. You know? That's what I'm saying. I like to compare it to Ripley with the Queen Alien, where you see the alien, but then you see the full like and with this she sees like the face and then out of the fucking shadows is the full size of this thing. It's not this little tiny creep. Mm-hmm. It's it's big motherfucker. Well, so. like, she should have known by the damage done to the shed. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, that's where you get that, like, yeah, you are you might be fucked. Mm-hmm. But she held up her own. She just fucking stabbed the shit out of him. Killed the dad, killed the brother. Bet she's going to have to kill her other brother. Who knows? Oh. I'll say this, man. This is a tough call for me because... Ah, man, I really, really enjoyed the last 30 minutes. I thought some of the kills are great. There's a scene where they find the body, and the body, and the the practical effects are really fucking oh, tight. the husk of the dad. Yeah. Because the like, husk so of the dad you leave looks, the scene where the horns come out or coming out of the dad's mouth, well... He almost looks like burnt. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Wendigo, like, was birthed out of him, and so, like, you see the dad's, like, husk with no bones or anything. It's just like a, almost like a fucking pork rind yeah split down the fucking middle like but that's what i'm saying like all that is fucking badass and man it was a it was a tough ride getting to that point though man it's like this movie is slow and depressing but the payoff is worth it so i i'm kind of thrown off oh it passes for me because like i I, I I know it's depressing but i'll I'll rewatch the show of it i'll say it'll pass and you know what if i'm watching it by myself I know the characters now. I can fast forward to get to that last 30. If mm. I'm watching with somebody, I'll, I'll power through, but man, it's just so depressing. But again, the payoff's good. I'll give payoff you that. is well. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. Uh, 2021's Antlers. We waited a while for it. It was on our looking forward to in 2020, I believe. God damn. Yeah, it was. <laughs> It'll come out eventually. <laughs> so we've been looking forward to it. Uh, for those that want to watch it, um, it is on, I think it's HBO Max. HBO Max, yeah. Yeah. So definitely check that shit out. Um, also, loadonbrown.guygmail.com. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. If you've seen the film or if you go and watch it because of this review and you just see how utterly dystopian this fucking film is, dude. It's like, <laughs> it's so depressing. Yeah, don't um, do math. <laughs> don't do math. Yeah. Also, don't, if you're going to make math, don't make it in an abandoned mineshaft. Yeah. Don't do that. So, uh... Go to GIPodcast.com, go to the uh, links tab, and the first link is going to be Amazon.com. You click on that, it takes you to Amazon login. You log in, and you shop like normal. It costs you nothing extra, just gives us a little kickback because you did it through the link. We appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And then the next link, literally right next to Amazon, will be TeePublic. And that is where the merch designs are for every show on the network. That is our... Merch page. I think it's, it's well, it's two pages now, I believe. Wow. Um, look at that. We're at two pages. That's a lot I don't of shit. Think, I think there's a limit on how much you can fit on one page, right? Yeah, because we got so much shit. Yeah. Um, every show's got at least two designs. Fucking some have more. And then tons of episodes just tangential nonsense. Re- episode related or, you know, conversation related after the episode. Just tons of fun stuff there. So make sure you check that out and uh, get it on your all your favorite shit. I mean, fuck. I mean, shirts, hoodies, banners, banners, notebooks, tons of Every, shit. Everything but koozies. Pillows. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, fucking, why you gotta bring up koozies, man? It's been a while, man. 
Fuck you. It's been a while. Anyway. And you don't have to bring a pillow. Well, Scotty's not here, so yeah. Exactly. All right. Yeah. I didn't say to get Scotty's face on the pillow. I just said pillows. That's right. You can get pillows. Get a mouse mat in this pillow. There you go. Still go up with us tonight. Appreciate it. Thank you. And um, that's it, folks. So until we talk to you again, embrace the madness. Lowdown Brown. Inviting you to check out Geek Some of the Influence, a podcast that pairs booze with conversation with good friends. And a little nerd culture. We get a lot of colorful conversation out of our episodes, but it is here for everyone. No gatekeeping. Always level up everything we do. We'll punch up, never punch down. Exactly. So check out Geeks Under the Influence everywhere you get your podcasts and join us or die. Shut the fuck up, Hobbit. Welcome to GUI Nights. GUI Nights. Yeah, I am Lowdown Brown. With me as always, Mike the Hobbit. This is the tangential side of GUI. This is like so many of those other shows that has the after the show bit mixed with a little bit of Baywatch Nights, so it's a little sexier. It's a little bit after hours. Also while tying it into the previous episode of GUI, so look forward to that too because this comes out the week after the flagship hour-long episode. So make sure to check out GUI Nights, and uh, when you're done, you can go the fuck home. Hey guys, Scotty P here with Smash on your left, and we are the Geek Fathers. That's right, bringing all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So welcome to our world. And as always, join us or cry. In a world with too many reboots and remakes, two men will stop at nothing to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit and Tondi as they play by their own rules while pitching new takes on some of your favorite and least favorite films and TV shows. What podcast would dare to bring this upon the world? This is Smack My Pitcher. In a world of blockbuster movies, there's another dimension. The dimension of schlock cinema. Join us at Beautiful Disasters on a journey into the fringe territory of B-movie abandon. We review the flicks that are forgotten or underappreciated to give them a proper place in the annals of celluloid history. I'm the Groots. F.U. Hunter. Your guides at Beautiful Disasters. Come along with us for a fun ride. May May the the schlock be with you. you. 
name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com.